good morning, and uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Look, still got a little radio voice in me. Good morning. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, it is a wonderful weekend to be alive. Christmas is one week away. I just finished my Christmas shopping yesterday, FYI. My wife and I had a wonderful day. Friday, we actually both took a half a day work, and we went to Eastview Mall. We got lunch at that new uh, Nochino, the new Josh Miles restaurant, and it was really good. Had garlic bread and meatballs as appetizers, and uh, I had a beer and a bourbon drink. My wife had a couple glasses of wine. 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. Freaking love it. Now, the problem with that, you might say, oh, that must be nice, Polly. That must be nice. Oh, you own the business, Polly. You can just leave on a Friday afternoon and go... Yeah, well, it's as I record this, it's Saturday at noon right now, and uh, I just left a six-hour workday. So, look, the the shit has to be made up somewhere. Entrepreneurism, nothing but rewards and punishments. <laughs> That's what it is. Actually, I like that. Wait a minute. Entrepreneurship, rewards and punishments. If you like rewards and punishments, start small business. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, um, and then actually as I record this, I'm heading to just buy a couple more Christmas presents because we did all our Christmas shopping yesterday, but I didn't really get, you know, my wife taken care of because she was with me, so I couldn't really get away with that, right? So, uh, yeah, just a couple more things to pick up. I'm on my way right now to, uh, we were at Eastview yesterday, right now I'm going to Greece. I haven't been inside the Greece mall in, jeez, at least a few years, I think. Since I used to do sports trivia at TC Hooligans. Wow. Blast from the past on that one. Um, I'm actually really bummed, though, today because today was supposed to be the Browns-Raiders game at 4.30, which is my favorite time for football to start. I know I've said this before, but look, Sunday 1 o'clock is classic. I love it. Sunday 4.30 is the absolute best time for a football game to start. The only time better is Saturday at 4.30, because then I don't mind having a couple of drinks. But the night games, the prime time, those 8.20 kickoffs are for the birds, man. You can keep that. I don't like staying up that late watching football. Not for me. Anyway, the Browns got moved to Monday at 5 o'clock, which is kind of fine in terms of I love a 5 o'clock game, because that means it's done at 8 o'clock, which is just about my bedtime, so it's going to work out perfectly. However, Monday happens to be a little something called a work day. And uh, getting home at 5 o'clock is going to be a close call. So I might just go in a little early Monday. Get my ass out of there as soon as I can. That's actually not a bad idea. Maybe I will do that. Just like an extra half hour, hour might just ought to do it, you know? It ought to do it. Um, I will likely probably not have guests for the next couple of weeks on the podcast. We'll do shorter episodes, holiday episodes, just little updates here and there. This will probably be my last guest podcast of 2021 unless anything truly crazy happens i would yes i would like to cut thank you thank you for remembering that paulie's brain commenting on the fact that they postponed the game until monday here's my favorite part of it i guess like half the browns have covid that's not an exaggeration it's like over 20 players have covid and there's only 50-some players on a team so it's close to half the players so they post postpone the game to monday and some of the Raiders are bitching, saying, look, the only reason they're doing that is because J.C. Treader, who happens to be on the Cleveland Browns, is the leader of the uh, NFL Players Association. So he pulled some strings and got this thing moved. Right. First of all, there's precedent set for moving games when this many players are out. Last year, they moved the Ravens-Steelers game like twice to accommodate for this. Okay. A. B. Yes, they did say this year they wouldn't be doing this. However, they put a clause in the rule saying that natural disasters and medical illnesses could still cause a postponement. So it is legal for them to still do this. And C, if you have been paying attention at any point in your life and you are under the impression that the NFL is cheating for the Cleveland Browns, you're crazy. You're just crazy. Okay. With that, let's talk backs. Uh, Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic, my friend Lauren Henry, who I have a ton of love and admiration for, and you'll hear 
pop up a little bit on this podcast. Uh, went to work for Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic and uh, started telling me about how awesome this Dr. Sarah and Dr. Mike are. Dr. Sarah being a feisty Canadian Italian, I said, I want to talk to her. Plus, I know nothing about the backs. I don't know. I don't understand. Backs are something people complain about more than anything in the world. Yet, as you'll hear Dr. Sarah talk about in this episode, not a lot of people seek out back treatment, despite the fact that a lot of people hurt their backs. So I thought this would be an interesting conversation. I did make a complete ass out of myself in this podcast. Apparently, her husband, who's also her partner and also a chiropractor, Dr. Mike, is out with a back injury. Going into the podcast, I didn't quite realize how severe the injury was, so I made a little bit of fun of it, saying that it was ironic or interesting that a chiropractor was out with a back injury. And uh, it turns out it's actually a pretty serious injury. So uh, if you'd like to hear Polly make a complete ass out of himself, you're going to like this podcast. <laughs> Uh, and finally, the, the big reason I wanted to uh, talk about Pinnacle Hill is because I love entrepreneurship. And these people are entrepreneurs, and they're doctors, and I have always had a thing. If you followed me for a while, you know I've talked about this a lot, where I don't believe doctors and lawyers get enough credit for being entrepreneurs. And how hard it is to be both a medical professional and an entrepreneur at the same time. So we talk about that quite a bit. PinnacleHillChiropractic.com is the website. They're on Facebook as well, at Pinnacle.Hill.Chiropractic on Instagram. And they are currently accepting new patients. They do massage and chiropractic. Is it chiropractic? Chiropractic work, I guess, on site there at Pinnacle Hill, which is on uh, right across from McQuaid. Uh, Elmwood and Clinton, I think, is the intersection there. So enjoy my conversation with Dr. Sarah, the Canadian-Italian, and my good friend Lauren Henry. We're in the basement of a chiropractor office. <laughs> this is, pretty much. This, is the, this might be the coolest location I've ever done a podcast. Yeah. This is pretty good. Good thing that you can't see what this room looks like. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. I was saying it's perfect for recording. We're in like a tiny little office. I, well, is this an office? I don't... Or is this technically, where... at one point, was the storage room. Okay. Full storage room. And then we needed more space for our office staff. So we put up some more drywall and started to make it into an office. There's been some setbacks, you know, right now to get a visual. There's some drywall up with some putty marks on it, but uh -huh. nothing else has happened and it has no ceiling. Uh huh. I, I heard that you were hard on the painters. Yes, there. I was very hard on the painters. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Polly oftentimes podcasts out of his car. Oh, yeah. So this is an upgrade. <laughs> this is. Fair enough. Yeah. But yes, I was hard on the painters. You know, there was a couple issues. My first job was in a paint store, so I have a little bit of experience. So you're a professional? <laughs> a Not pro really. When it comes to, what did you, was it Sherwin-Williams? No, actually, it was the family-owned kind of mom-and-pop shop in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, where I grew up. And my dad was a golfer, and it was one of his buddies at the golf course owned a paint store, and that was my first job. I worked there all through high school. You're Canadian-Italian. Yes, I am. What's your maiden last name? Taramaco. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. Yep. That's the perfect last my name. My nonna's name is Domenica. Oh, my God. It means Sunday, right? Yeah. Sunday? That's, so all like of our Sunday siblings, sauce. All of her siblings call her Sunday. That's what they called her yes, her whole life. Yes. And then my nonna's name is Dante. Oh, my God. This they is were amazing. both born in Italy. They came over from Italy. So my dad is first generation Canadian. Uh, 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 I do not speak Italian no? at all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know what that meant, and I meant okay. 
I said I know nothing. That's all right. But <laughs> I, I don't mean a lot of Canadian. Well, I mean I don't mean a lot of Canadians to begin with, but a Canadian Italian. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is are there a lot of Canadian? Italians? There's a lot. So the city I grew up in was filled with Italians. You were either Italian or Croatian. Uh. Um, everybody growing up, and the end of August, you would make sauce on your grandparents' driveway. That's <laughs> what I grew up doing. Right. That's the same. Same. <laughs> That's my what place. I grew up doing, and what my husband kind of was brought into the family when we were like now now we do sauce and he goes what does this mean and it's like we go to work and we do all of this and this is how it works and you break some bottles and it's fine and you boil them on the driveway <laughs> on like a propane flame and yeah. it was a lot of fun so when we were kids that's what we used to do it's what we used to look forward to all summer long um but yeah that's what kind of what i did growing up and i told my husband that i want to start to be able to either grow enough tomatoes in our backyard where we can make our own sauce and like we can grind them and we can have everybody over and, like well, have a big party everybody drinks wine and makes sauce what kind of tomatoes do you use my nonna they used to grow roma tomatoes yeah and right. they would oh yeah roma yeah. tomatoes on the arm they the used to grow roma yep. tomatoes and then she put like she used to put nothing in them she'd put them through the grinder twice and then just do this with a bunch of salt and like just drizzle a bunch in there and stir it up with this giant wooden spoon and then it all went in bottles and they're all two liter glass pop bottles is like what we used to use and we have like a i don't know it's not a cork thing but it's like a bottle cap yeah thing yeah. that you just put them on and then they all went in a big vat and then you boil the vat and it's old school it's old school but but also like very simple and mm -hmm. and very similar to what i grew up doing too <laughs> my grandfather would do the he would do the, the handful of salt a handful of basil handful of parsley oh see and then, we didn't even get that the fancy. rest was the same it was just and then we boil and mm -hmm. and you know and then preserve it that's and i still do that to this day yeah <laughs> but not exactly like that now it's a little more professional i guess but <laughs> you have you know, a factory that does I, it now. I guess but it was <laughs> that's how i started that's i love hearing that mm -hmm. what did you want to be when you grew up did you um, always want to be a back doctor so when i was in High school. Actually, when I was in elementary school, I started seeing a chiropractor for the first time because I was getting headaches. In elementary school? Mm -hmm. So my dad was a golfer and he okay. used to have a lot of either low back pain or rib pain. He had a lot of stuff going on. He golfed with a dude who was a chiropractor. Yeah. So he would go see him on a regular basis. And then I started to have headaches when I was a kid. So my dad talked to him and said, you know, can you help Sarah? She's been having some headaches. And he took me in and I got adjusted all through the rest of elementary school and into high school and felt great. I was a dancer growing up, so I was always active. And when I was in high school, I took a kinesiology class. It was when I was in 12th grade. And it's pretty much the study of muscles, joints, kind of mechanics is what we learned in that class. And I really enjoyed it. So I decided that I wanted to go into either kinesiology or psychology. So I applied to a kines couple of kinesiology programs. And from there, I started studying when I was in college and started to get headaches again. And getting those headaches, I wanted to see a chiropractor again. So I called my chiropractor back home and said, hey, do you know anybody out here? And he put me in touch with somebody and I started to see that chiropractor. My headaches went away and then I shadowed him twice a week for the next pretty much three years. And I ended up wanting to be a chiropractor pretty early on in my undergrad career. Applied to school, went to school right after undergrad. What, what's the thing that you, what's the thing about it that you just love? Um. Everybody says it, but everybody's like, I like helping people. I do. I do like helping people. And as a healthcare provider, you have to enjoy helping people. Yeah. But I probably like the manual care aspect of it. I like to be able to learn with my hands and I like to be able to help people with my hands. I've always been a kinesthetic learner, so I've always liked to do any type of like lab class that I was in. And I think that's why I liked to dance is because it was so much kinesthetic awareness that I had to do on a regular basis so I like to learn with my hands it's fun to be able to fix people with your hands the adjustment is really cool it's like my favorite part of my job just being able to hear the pops and cracks and oh, yeah. be able to create motion and joints I think is really awesome when people do that thing where they crack each other's backs is that terrible like when you see those TikTok <laughs> things and stuff just it's like not my, great my wife sometimes will just you know what I'm saying and you get like mm -hmm. I get You're a big bear and hug and, and I'm always like, I feel like I'm going to paralyze you. This, so this, there's a process behind it. So as a chiropractor, we are feeling through and we're palpating the joints that aren't moving the way that we want them to. Most of the time, joints that aren't moving well tend to get restricted and they tend to get a little bit sore, a little bit stuck, a little bit stiff. Sometimes you have pain. So we're actually adjusting or creating motion in the joints that are moving not enough. That's our goal is to put okay. motion into the joints that aren't moving well enough. And then when somebody either does their own like 
back cracky yeah, turn yeah. when you're sitting yeah. at your desk chair doing that or I kind of want to do that and I feel like I can't do that in front of you like you're just gonna be so we just but, piss you off and then right? when like you give your wife a big hug what ends yeah. up happening is you're moving the joints that are already moving well they're uh, already maybe hypermobile they're already moving too much so we're not helping and, anything no we're doing not nothing. really yeah. And a lot of times those joints need to be stabilized. So like a lot of strengthening exercises tend to be beneficial. Could I hurt joints. her though? Because I see, and her siblings, they do it to each other. <laughs> her siblings will do that all the time. And I'm always like, it feels like you guys are going to hurt each other. I would say I don't recommend it. You yeah. probably aren't going to hurt anybody. Not ideal though. Well, because the, here's the thing about the, the spine. Let me, tell, let me tell you the thing about the spine. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about the spine is it's like, it's like really, I mean, if you fuck up the spine, excuse my language, by the way. Are you a cursor at all? Am I allowed to? I am, but normally in a professional setting, I try not to. Well, this is a podcast. <laughs> but if you like, I mean, something goes wrong with your spine. I mean, that's it, right? Yes, it's that, not ideal. So it's like, you have to be pretty careful. You so only have one. do that, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Uh, when you get somebody and they come in, they go, oh, my back hurts, right? They, they get that and you start getting in there and feeling. Does it? Are you instant? Or does it sometimes, are you feeling around going, what the hell is going on here? A lot of times you can sit there and go through their new patient exam and their new patient history and just talk to them and you really should be able to have a pretty good idea of what's yeah. going on. So you know going in. Yeah, much. you pretty much know going in and then you want to be able to tailor your exam to what you think is going on because you don't want to flare them up too much. You want to develop that doctor-patient relationship. You want people to be you know, comfortable in your presence and make sure that you're a good fit for them and that you're really diving into what's truly bothering them. So most of the time when you're sitting there talking to them about what's going on, what's bringing them in, you can kind of guess yeah. what's going on. Differential yeah. diagnosis, hypothesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 very fascinating to me because it seems very intricate. And like, I did some YouTubing yesterday about like <laughs> spines, which is also probably a nightmare for you. That oh, I some of those, I'd I'd like you to send me the whatever YouTube videos you found well, you know yesterday. Do you know what there is? There's a there's an odd amount of ASMR chiropractic mm -hmm. chiropractor mm -hmm. video. Isn't that like I I like ASMR by the way. Sometimes it puts me to sleep. But I typed in chiro practic or whatever and it came up a bunch of asmr videos and i was like why is this a it's a trigger for people i guess i don't I know guess. or the mas i guess the it's not the same thing as massaging correct but maybe people associate them and you do have massage therapists here yes, we have right? three massage therapists okay so about massages too something i've been dying to bring up I love massages. Okay. One time I thought I was going to be cool and get the deep tissue massage because it seems like maybe that's like the, the relaxing massage, but a little bit better, I thought. It turns out they just, they just really just beat the heck out of you in the deep tissue. When I went to get the massage, the, the masseuse was outside of the room doing stretches and stuff. Getting ready. <laughs> getting ready. And I asked her, she, she said she's getting ready for the massage. Like, this is going to be a great massage. And like 10 minutes in, I'm going, I think I have to say something. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I feel like that's a big thing is a lot of patients come into our office and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this, you know, treatment based massage, this deep tissue massage. Yeah. But they think everything needs to hurt. So a lot of people don't give the massage therapist a heads up and say, mm, that might be a little bit too much. And then what happens is that patient will come back into our office as the chiropractor and say, um, it was a little too intense. And I'm like, well, did you say anything? And mm -hmm. they're like, no. I'm like, well, they can't read your mind. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's an interesting kind of concept that people go into a deep tissue massage just expecting it to hurt and being like, I can take it. And then they feel like they got hit by a bus the yeah, next day right, or for right. the next three days. Okay. Dark topic. Yes. We've kind of already gotten on this. This is this is the one dark thing, but I do want to ask about it. It, it really freaks me out and gives me the like the, the ugh, about how a problem with a spine can be do real damage. I mean, it can paralyze people. Why is that exactly? It, it just is it just connects everything? It's, so it's like the motherboard of the body or pretty what? much. So yeah. you have your brain in your skull. Yeah, yeah. And then from your brain is where your spinal cord drops down and your spinal cord drops down through all of the vertebrae in your spine is what happens. And your spinal cord is the pretty much central nervous system to your body. It controls absolutely everything. All of your sensation, your bowel and bladder dysfunction, all of your muscle control, a million different things that are going on in your body is controlled from your brain and your spinal cord. So between each of the vertebrae in 
your spine between each of the bones you have these little discs they're kind of like a jelly donut sometimes they can get damaged and when that happens if you think about smashing your fist on a jelly donut and the jelly comes out that's what happens is sometimes you can get that inner material can come out and what happens is that material can cause a lot of inflammation around the nerves that are coming out of the spinal cord and it can even push directly onto the spinal cord so that can happen kind of into the center of where the spinal cord truly lives it can happen on the nerves a little bit to the like external part of that as they come out of the spine um but yeah like a lot of complaints like that can be detrimental to a lot of function and you can end up with progressive motor neurological deficits that can unfortunately be permanent sometimes why is it so difficult for them to operate on something like that because it's so so delicate so we learned in school that if you need to have spinal surgery you want to see a neurosurgeon is who you want to see they're the ones that are going to specialize in all of the nerves they're going to have very steady hands i would assume and they're going to be very very gentle but very skilled when it comes to doing any type of surgery like that that's uh, that's scary stuff to me well, you Absolutely. know because i mean you know we all know people and and i i did radio for years and we interviewed people you know and it's just scary let's go on to fun stuff yes. what do you say yes let's, we can talk about the, fun stuff let's go on to the more fun stuff cool. this is not so fun but it does it is kind of it's a little bit funny is it true that your husband also a chiropractor is currently home with an injured back yes um so he has is it bad that i would laugh at that i'm sorry kind of. he's okay. not in good shape okay no. never he's, mind he's um he's really down for the count so he oh, had no, a, what happened so he had an injury about 10 years ago when he was in chiropractic college very similar injury but he was 10 years younger he was 26 uh, at the time uh-huh. you know he was getting treated three times a week took about eight weeks to kind of get back to a pain-free state. Um, he is a powerlifter, a bodybuilder, and a strongman. He's competed in competitions for all three. Oh, he's badass. Yeah. He's yeah. super badass. His um, hashtag is hashtag strongest doc in the rock. Even though he's down right now, we're <laughs> working great. on it. We'll get back there. But um, <laughs> he just recently finished, I think, about a 12-week powerlifting cycle. He um, is working with a local, local coach and was doing great. He's like, I have no pain. I squatted and deadlifted more than I have since I was in college. Like, this is awesome. I feel awesome. Great. So he's like, I can't wait to do this strongman competition, which is supposed to be this coming Saturday. He's like, I can't wait to do it. So he went to um, an event day at East Ave Barbell because that's the strongman gym in town. And he was doing some stuff and he was like, "Eh, my low back's a little irritated. I don't love it. You know, I'm going to come to the office. Can you adjust me? You know, It'll be fine. I'm like, okay. So then he's pretty good. Then we go to Florida the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And he's on the plane and he's like, I am really uncomfortable. So then we go to Florida. You know, he's fine in Florida. He's a little stiff, a little achy, you know, doing some rehab, doing some movements, just trying to get himself feeling a little bit better. And he's like, okay, while we're in Florida, gets back on the plane to come home, um, gets off the plane and he's like, ugh, something's not great. Gets up in the morning on Tuesday, feels pretty terrible, but sees patients for the day, feels fine. Wednesday, goes to acupuncture, feels okay getting off at the table, then goes to put on his socks, and it's like all downhill from oh, there. No. So he um he has what we call an antalgic lean. So if you've ever seen somebody with low back pain and they're like yeah, all yeah. crooked. So he's really yeah. crooked right now. Turns out he has what is called a L5 disc extrusion. So what's happening is he has a fragment of his jelly donut disc that is coming through part of the vertebrae and it's pushing directly on one of his nerve roots. So the reason he's in that posture is so that he can like open up and he's not getting as much compression on that left side. Um, What do we do? So we're hoping it can be a conservative case. We're really hoping he had a appointment with a a neurosurgeon today just to confirm, you know, we don't want to mess with anything. He's having like a little bit of numbness in his leg, a little bit of muscle weakness. So the neurosurgeon's not overly concerned but he said you know if this gets worse you have to call me and we need yeah. to do surgery so, okay, so first of all i would like to apologize to you because i just thought maybe like he tweaked his back uh-uh. or something. it's I, i'm sorry it's i didn't realize it was one. like a real bad one yeah that's i'm really sorry about that that's too bad yeah so it's um it's a pretty bad injury um the neurosurgeon said hopefully like two to three months will be probably full recovery the good thing about this type of complaint is it it really can be resorbed by the body. Mm. And the literature tells us that the, I guess I would say, um, 
the greater the insult to the body, the better the chance that the body will resorb it and heal it on its own. So he's... In this specific case or just in general on any... I think... Any... I think it kind of depends, but okay. in this specific case, at least, okay. that's what the yeah. literature shows us. So he's going to start with PT tomorrow. He's going to start seeing some of our chiropractors. Right. He's going to keep up with acupuncture, massage therapy. You know, we're very lucky that we have the resources we have in our office, but also... Um, just in the community in general. So he has some really great people on his team. And um, the surgeon he saw today is somebody that we have referred a lot of patients to if we've mm. needed to in the past. So he's comfortable with him and knows that if something happens to worsen, then we know what we're going to do. So it's nice to have a plan. And he's married to a chiropractor. Yes. That doesn't hurt, right? right. So we wish Literally it was... has a doctor around 24-7. Exactly. We yeah. wish it was one of those complaints that you could just kind of adjust away and it would be better, yeah. but it's going to be a long road. It might not be any like powerlifting, true powerlifting for maybe the next like eight months to a year. But well, we'll be thinking about them. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It is... You know, the, the stuff you see, do you ever see people where it is just that one time sort of like, okay, hold on a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're good. A hundred percent. That does um, happen. Yep. There's definitely some complaints like that. Sometimes it's not, you know, a one and done, but you can adjust somebody and sometimes it's immaculately better and it'll be better for, you know, a few days and then it kind of reverts back. So maybe you have to see them a few times. But yeah, sometimes there's just like that one adjustment that is all you need. What are the things that we do? And I might be doing them right now with my posture because I just... I've always had bad posture, but what are the things that we do that hurt our backs? When you see people in public doing it, you're just like, no, please. Um, a big thing that I think bothers people's hips, at least, is when they stand and they're like standing into one hip all the time. Oh, yeah, I do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren just so raised all, her hand. All your weight on me. one leg, mm-hmm. All your weight on one leg. Yeah. yeah. What I will say, Um, sitting at a desk, what we've really seen is since the pandemic started, when we've been, everybody's been working at home. People come in, they're like, oh, I've been working at home for the last however many months and my back is killing me and my neck is killing me. I'm like, what's your workstation like? Well, I'm sitting at a card table on my couch and the card table's in front of me. Like, oh, can we work on a better workstation, please? And thank you. Or they're like, I sit at my kitchen table and I have just a bar stool that I sit on or... You know, I sit on my couch and use a TV tray or, you know, there's just a lot of different variable things that people tell us these days. Most people don't have a great ergonomic setup at home, unfortunately. Um, The nice thing is, is there's a lot of companies that are starting to give people stipends for ergonomic equipment at home. So we're hoping that we'll start to see a little bit more of that so that we can keep people's bodies feeling better. What is the thing that uh, that I do when I'm sleeping and sometimes I'll be on my side and I'll put a pillow between my knees? What? Why? Why does that feel so good? So um, what I like to tell people is when people sleep on their sides, yeah. um, most people have one leg that's in front of the other. They're yeah. not quite stacked all the time. Nice and simple but you'll have one leg in front and it tends to roll forward a little bit and it can rotate your spine or rotate your pelvis a bit so putting that pillow between your knees at least keeps your pelvis a little bit more neutral which actually makes a lot of people feel a lot more comfortable when they sleep and it helps with some low back pain it's really beneficial during pregnancy if you're having low back pain pelvic pain those types of things i know i'm kind of all over the place but i just realized i forgot to ask one question about your husband what is it like working with your husband because Honest, you 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 do this practice together, but you're entrepreneurs too. Yes, that's the th- and I think sometimes with lawyers and doctors and things, people don't think of you as an entrepreneur. They figure you're a doctor, and everyone thinks all doctors are rich. Like they don't realize, like no, you got to work your freaking ass off, and you have to build a business, right? Like yes. just like anyone else, and you have to actually earn that. So. What is that like? Because I feel like working with a spouse is either going to work or it's going to drastically not work. Most of the time, it's really great. We have very different skill sets, which I think benefits us a lot. Totally. So he used to be an electrical engineer before he became a chiropractor. Huge. Yep. My God, he can do all the work around here. You don't have to hire an electrician ever. He gets gets a little nervous about some of the electrical work. He goes, I can do it, but I really just don't want to accidentally burn something down. (laughs) So, but he was an electrical engineer, so he's very um, analytical when it comes to things. He loves to work with numbers. He's the king of an Excel spreadsheet. I am terrible at math. I want nothing to do with math. Um, So he does kind of all of that. I tend to do more of the... um, like patient communication-based things, kind of running the overall logistics of the office. Um, I do more of the management type things now, even though Lauren is helping me a ton now. Um, Isn't she great, Lauren? She is great. We're so lucky to have her. We are so, so lucky. I tried to hire her, by the way. I know, and then I did. You freaking stole her. What the hell? (laughs) Like two months later. I know. (laughs) I know. But um, 
You want to smell me real quick and see what you avoided? You probably already smell me, actually. No. It's like, yeah. Like it's, tomato sauce? No, yeah, it's no good. Yeah, but like <laughs> in a bad way. It would be great to like go home smelling like sauce no. and garlic. No, no, no. Probably It not. is not. It Likely is not. not. No, you can't go anywhere after work. You have to Gotta just go, go straight home. Yes. Um, um, what, what? How do you guys deal with butting heads, though? Because business owners, partners are going to butt heads sometimes, right? So... They call me. We call Lauren. Lauren yeah. actually has recently tended to be like our third voice of reason. And she'll kind of give us an idea if we're not coming to an agreement on something. And she'll kind of say like, well, this is why I think it should be this. Or this is why I think it should be this. Um, we also have offset schedules. So I normally work, you know, Monday morning and he works Monday afternoon. So mm. we're not here at the same time most of the time. But even if we are, we're in our own separate treatment room. So we really don't see each other a yeah. ton during you're the not day. on top of each other like exactly. all day yeah you know it's very different than possibly being a lawyer where you work together and you own a firm together and you're sitting in the same room with desks that face each other yeah you know we're not doing that yeah yeah i guess that that would help yes it would it, and i mean it's good but how do you separate how do you go home and not talk about it's really hard honestly most of the time we do most yeah. of the time we do. It's very difficult because we like go out for dinner and we talk about work and we talk about goals and we talk about, you know, if we want to hire new people or if we want to give people raises and if we want to fire people or like whatever we want to do, you yeah. know, we're yeah. always talking about it and it's always on the forefront of our mind. It's okay though. Yeah. I, I, I think it's okay because guess what? It's who you are. Exactly. It's, and you, and you obviously you married the guy. He's a chiropractor. Yep. Like you, it's obviously working right yeah. it's it is what it is I, I had jamie saunders the united way ceo like a couple of months ago and i was kind of depressed by her answer when i asked her about work-life balance because i suck at it because what you were doing this what seven it's like seven thirty at night right now mm-hmm. i have a three-year-old who i'm not seeing right now and i'm happy to be here but that sucks right that right. i'm not seeing my kid right now i suck at work-life balance and jamie saunders i go how do you do it how do you do work-life balance she goes you can't you just can't. If you want to own a business or be a CEO, you just can't do work-life balance. And it really pissed me off in the moment to think that it was impossible. But now I've been thinking about it a little bit more. I've been going, why? Why would you be ashamed? Of it? It's your, and I'm not saying you're ashamed of it. I was. But I, why would I be ashamed of that? It's my life. It's what I've chosen to do with my life. It obviously makes me happy. So, so what if it comes up at night when you guys are, so yeah. what if you talk about work 24-7? We're working a little bit more, at least me personally, I'm working more on my boundaries. So, you know, if I have to talk about work with Mike, that's fine. But it's more so like, if somebody's not dying in this building <laughs> and you don't have to talk to me about it right now, like send me a message on Google chat. If I want to look at it, I will. If I don't, I don't. You know, so I'm just working a little bit more on that and how to separate my work time from my home time yeah i was noticing that i was having a lot of stress that was surrounding the business and we were kind of at the point where it was either i was going to have to hire somebody to run the business or i was going to need to see less patients and run the business and we started meeting with a new financial advisor and he's like you make no money running yeah, the business. I, I was just going to say, you need he's to like, see He's like, that pace. makes no sense. He we got to do volume here. He's Come like, on, don't though. do that. You make no <laughs> you make no money doing that. He goes, see as many patients as you can or as you want to and you're comfortable seeing and hire Lauren. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So we hired yeah. Lauren, I don't know, started at like 10 to 15 hours and we're like, hi, would you like 35? <laughs> and I was like, okay. No, but that is a good way to hire people. When yeah. you hire people and you can see, you know, 10 hours is a good way to, you're not, you're not dating yet, right? You're kind of like, yeah, let's Do we just like, kind of, yeah. let's we see, keep yeah. around. Let's let's see each other for a little, exactly. But It's a smart way to start. Work-life balance when you're owning a business is really hard. And I think yeah. a lot of people, especially a lot of new grads, um, a lot of new grads, I always go and I speak at the chiropractic college once a semester, so like once a quarter. And I go in and I'm always like, oh yeah, I own a business. And I'm like, how many people want to own a business? And all these eager hands go up and they're like, isn't it so great and you're so rich? And I was like, right. <laughs> what yeah. it is 8 30 in the morning are you drunk you shouldn't be drunk this early in the morning i'm like that's what's it. going on well that's the thing not only people people think all doctors are rich people also think all business owners are rich no and and it's uh, uh, not true no no it's hard work it's a lot of hard work and you need a lot of really great people on your side and you have to hustle like we're still hustling and we hustled for like the first you don't stop. No. You don't stop. I talked to this public knowledge now, but I talked to just this morning, I talked to Paul DeCarlis. You don't know him, but you do without realizing it. You ever see the trucks, the semi trucks that 
D. Carolus that go oh, yeah. by. The, the guy that owns all those trucks. He just sold his business. Oh, nice. He's, he's 81, I think he says, and he's had the business since he was 19 years old. Wow. His parents died early and, and he ended up having the business. Uh, he told me, he, he's 81, he told me today at lunch, mm-hmm. he just figured out when when does it stop? It never stops. The hustle like never stops. And he's going, I'm 81. I got to stop hustling yeah. at some point in life. So anyway, I, that, I don't know if that's good or bad, but well, <laughs> I don't think it's ever going away. With what we do, too, it's obviously very physical. Like we're not just sitting at a desk. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's pushing good, paper though. and stuff. Like, you know, so it's probably going to keep us very mobile for a long time. But like at 70 years old, I'm not going to probably want to treat patients. Right. But you at that point, you could be running a practice, right? right? And you could have a bunch of chiropractors under you and they can come to you for questions and things. I would hope so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's talk about Canada. Okay. (laughs) It's one of my, I love talking about Canada because I think it's the greatest country ever. (laughs) Canada, Canada is kind of like America if they got, if if we were to get it all right. Like it seems, (laughs) is there, what do Canadians think is wrong with Canada? Because there doesn't seem like there's a lot wrong with Canada. Honestly, most Canadians. It's cold. That's the only thing I come up with. It's cold, but people in Canada like don't mind the cold. Yeah. Like I complain about it and I hate the cold, but I grew up in it and I never left it. Yeah. You know, I went to school somewhere that was colder than where I grew up and then I moved to upstate New York where it's still just as cold. Yeah. Um, everybody really likes Canada. Um, yeah, Canadians have like, like they, they're kind of like, we have it great and we know it. Yeah. And, we, and guess what we don't need to do? Brag about it. We're just going to kind of do our thing. Cause everybody Ameri- seems, everybody always says Canada's like Switzerland. Like everybody just likes Canada. Everybody likes Canada. Canada pisses yeah. nobody off ever. Ever, except for you, you guys do need to get this maple syrup shortage under control. I heard control. about that recently. Yeah, there's a maple syrup shortage yeah. because of all of the supply chain issues. So they're going into their maple syrup reserve. So they've got they've got a reserve apparently in Canada. That's the other thing. I'm just envisioning like a dam of maple syrup. Yeah, well, there got... might be. I don't know. Honestly, some of our like class trips when we were kids is like going to maple syrup farms and like things like that. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, it's a big thing for you guys. What do you have? You have maple syrup, you've got hockey, and you've got Justin Bieber. And those are your three. <laughs> at Tim Hortons, Tim that's Hortons. right. Yeah, did you see that Justin Bieber now has um, Timbits at Tim Hortons and they're Does called Tim Biebs? Does he really? <laughs> Just in case anybody was curious. What, what was it like during COVID when you weren't allowed to go home? It was really, really awful. Yeah. Um, so the last time I had been in Canada when the pandemic started was... Um, December 24th. So we went up for a few days just before Christmas and we spent Christmas Eve day kind of with my family. And then we came back to the U.S. Um, My sister and her fiance came to visit in February. And then a couple weeks later is when everything got shut down. So then I didn't go to Canada. Well, I didn't see my parents for 15 months. Um, It was kind of up and down. You know, like there was sometimes when we were so busy here that I didn't really think about it. But then other times I really missed home. So my parents actually flew down to Florida in March and I flew down for about 10 days. And that was the first time I saw them in 15 months. And then I was able to go back to Canada in July of 2021 for the first time. So that was the first time I had seen my sister in about 18 months. Um, She was supposed to get married this past July and ended up pushing it to next July just because I'm the matron of honor and wasn't able to go to Canada. So Mike and I went to Canada for the first time together in September because it started where only Canadian citizens could go in July. Mm. And then beginning of September is when they started to let Americans who oh, are fully he's vaccinated. He's an American guy? He's American, yeah. So uh, he grew up in Greece. Um, oh, uh, that explains why you're here, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I'm here. We met in chiropractic college and yeah. then I decided to stay here. It was easier for me to immigrate here than it was for me to bring him to Canada, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I already had a student visa. It was a transfer of status. So it was actually very easy. And it took less than three months for me to get a green card. Yeah. Good. So it was very easy. How but, many years ago was that? Um, so I moved to the U.S. in September of 2011. And I got my green card April That's of funny. 2014. <laughs> it's funny to think of you as an immigrant. It's yes. just, it is kind of funny when a Canadian's an immigrant. I know. It, but it's true. But, but it it's is. true. It I immigrated to the U.S. Yeah. And yes, um, April of 20, April of 2014, I got my green card, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, no. April of 2015, I got my green card. And then last November, November of 2020 is when I got my citizenship. So I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm now a dual citizen. Um 
so that was fun i had to you know take a test and go to buffalo and swear my oath and i got a little american flag did you have to take a citizenship test mm-hmm. what was on the citizenship test um lots of hard things to be honest it was a hundred yeah. questions and you have to know all of the answers to all 100 questions and then when you go in they well, ask you have to get a perfect score no no no. so oh. they um they ask you 10 oh and out of those 10 you have to get six right oh that's not bad um okay. and they ask you verbally, so it's not even like you can, you know, circle on your multiple choice Scantron thing, and you can think about them. Like they literally sit in front of you and they ask you. That's how that actually. Now that I think about, that is hard. A lot of the questions were hard. Like they asked, you know, questions about the Senate and questions about I'm the Declaration lost. of Independence. They asked questions about. Um, I don't even know what the Senate does. Alexander. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton was one of the answers. I made sure I always picked that one. Yeah. Um, he is uh, He is uh, something about his shot. <laughs> what is it? I am not giving, up, giving away my shot. What is the song? I think that's I right. I think I'm you're not right. giving away my <laughs> shot. That's all, that's all I know good. about him. But there was a lot of questions and they're difficult. Mm. Um, then you have to like prove that you can read and write English. You have to like read a sentence and then you have to write a sentence. Well, that, you nailed that. I was fine with that. Do you have issues with spelling though? Because don't you guys spell some things differently? Um, Yes, but pretty much you just remove the U and you're fine. Right. That's right. <laughs> I got busted. I was an exchange student to Italy mm-hmm. when I was 16 and immediately started cheating for kids on their English. But it turns out English is not what we speak. We speak, Americans, we speak like trash English, right? <laughs> like they teach actual British English. And so we were immediately busted because I was using all the slang, American slang that mm-hmm. they would never say. I was, you know, like I remember the specific word that the English teacher told me I was in trouble for was I said my apartment. I said, I, I live in my apartment. And it would, you would never say it. You would say my flat. Oh, because it's like yeah. English English. Yes. Yeah, and I think the bathroom is the washroom or something yep. like that. And there's a bunch of stuff like that. I now I don't say washroom anymore. I used to say it a lot, and people always thought is I was that crazy. what you grew up to with the washroom? Oh yeah. So there's a yeah. couple words I still say. Um, what do you call the thing that changes the channels on the TV? Remote. I call it a converter. A converter. And like to this day, I have not changed it. Like everybody's like, it's a remote. It's a clicker. I said, it is a converter. And I I have called it that the entire 10 years I've lived in the US. And everybody laughs every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, what's another one? Oh, um, chapstick. I call lip chap. Lip chap. Lip chap. I don't know if it's I just a family I, thing. I feel like I may have heard a Canadian have a different. Well, chapstick's a brand. Right. Too not like yeah so yeah i call that lip chap which is kind of ridiculous what do you miss about canada um poutine (laughs) i won't lie do you like le petit poutine do you think they do le petit poutine is really good they do good right yeah i think they do a really good job um i like poutine um is it as is it as everywhere as it sounds like it is yeah like you can get pretty good poutine anywhere which is great okay um i don't know what i miss the most honestly like i really miss my family and friends is really what I miss. And I've told Mike before, I think I've told a couple people that I know around here, is I just wish that my Canada life and my Rochester life were just in the same place. Yeah. It would be just so fun to have like all of our family, all of our friends, everybody together. Cause we yeah. have such a great core group of friends here. And we have such a great core group of friends at home. Like all my friends at home that we still see every time we go to Canada are my best friends from high school and elementary school. Yeah. like. We're all Does, super have, Italian and it's like pretty wild. Do you have that thing where when you go home, like, okay, so here you are, you're the doctor, right? You're a chiropractor. Like you are prestigious. You go home and you're with your, you. your friends from school and they're like, like, come on, motherfucker. You're like, I'm a, I'm a fucking doctor. Like you can't talk to me that way. And they're like, it's, we're doing shots. It's funny. So the last time we went home, one of our buddies shows up. So my sister was nice enough because my parents are like, your friends are just ridiculous and they can't come to our house <laughs> i'm like okay that's fine so my sister was like all your friends can come to my house so all of a sudden in the middle of a pandemic in canada we're like you can't do anything there's like 20 people at my sister's like tiny little house and i'm like okay well i guess this will be fine <laughs> one of my buddies shows up and everybody's got their kids now so everybody comes with their kids in a carrier and yeah. i'm like okay that's great and then like their mom so grandma shows up picks up the kid at like 8 30 9 o'clock and then everybody brings out the booze and they he picked out this brought out this bottle of liquor that i don't even know where it's from but it's like lime green and has no english words on the bottle 
And he's like, just have a shot. I go, what the hell is that? And he's like, just do it. You chase it with Red Bull. And I was like, where did you ever even learn this? And he's like, oh, we did it in Amsterdam or something. And I was like, this is where we all die. (laughs) No, it was not absent. I don't know. I (laughs) I don't know what it was, but it was super funny. And everybody's just like. It's just so nice to see everybody and everybody laughs at me because now I have this Rochester accent that won't go away. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't detected the Canadian accent. It comes out. Does it come out? It depends. It Does it come out? It does? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. It comes you out. If, I know you don't like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It comes out if I'm with people from Canada. So if I'm like with a bunch of my friends from home or if I'm there for the weekend, you'll notice it, but it's really not like it used to be all right it so a couple things that i'm jealous of that canada has okay all dressed chips oh yeah those, you can buy those at tops now they DW. have the tops yeah now? yep oh. they're just as good you can go to tops on your way home. right around the corner across the street yep you can buy them at tops i think wegmans has them too oh really because mm-hmm. that was like your thing for a long time it so was like good. why can't we get all do you know what those are lauren it's it's correct me if i'm wrong but it's the chips but with all the flavors at once I don't actually everything. think that's the case. Is that not true? Okay. All right. <laughs> but they're almost like barbecue-y with like a hint of vinegar. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crave. You guys have Crave. Oh, like right? the TV thing. Yeah, the yeah. TV thing. Yeah. And Letterkenny. Oh, yeah. Letterkenny. Do you watch Letterkenny? So I think Letterkenny is hilarious. It's amazing. Because, so I'm not positive where Letterkenny is based, but I'm pretty sure when they talk about the city, like when they talk about the big city, that's London, Ontario, and that's where I went to undergrad. Well, there is a town <laughs> called Letterkenny. Yes. In case, so I've, I love Letterkenny. By the way, new season, Chris, the yes. day after Christmas. It's very funny, and I think it's hysterical because yes. I laugh at all of There's the ridiculous of, things that they say because yeah. they're very Canadian. There's so a I ton think of it's Canadian really funny. stuff in there. Yes. Ton, tons of Canadian. Yeah. I think it's really funny. So I'm hysterically laughing, and Mike thinks it's funny, but he's like, why was that so funny? And then I have to like try to explain why I thought it was so funny. It's it's, funny. it's severely underrated. It's, it's like any other show though. When I tell somebody to watch it, they watch the first episode. They're like, that was stupid. I'm like, get three episodes. Mm-hmm. You get to the third episode and you're just like, oh, I can't. I got to keep watching. Yep. This. So freaking funny. I it's love Letterkenny. It's super Canada. funny. Yeah. What about the opposite? What if you, if, let's say right now you get deported. You got to go to Canada. Okay. What would you miss about America? Other than the people, obviously friends, but like stuff. What would you miss um, stuff wise? What would I miss about here? Oh my god! I have to think about it. What food wise? What food? What do we do good for food that you can't do in Canada? Do we have anything we do better? So, Mike's aunt makes the best chicken French I've ever had. Okay. And yeah. I'm, so I'm picky with Italian food first of all because I grew up in an Italian house where food was literally made in the basement. So I'm very picky <laughs> about Italian food around here in general. But. I've had chicken French at a bunch of different restaurants, and I think Mike's aunt makes the best. Chicken French is not something that Canada has. Like, I've never had that, and that's a very kind of Rochester thing. Yeah, right. So I would probably miss that. We don't even have that in Ohio. I'm from Ohio, originally. We don't even have that in Ohio. (laughs) So I would miss that about here. Um, What else would I miss about the U.S.? I should have prepared answers to these questions. <laughs> I was, you know what? I tried to brainstorm a question and we have it, and that was not on the list. I've, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not prepared whatsoever. That's okay. I never am. Other than looking up chiropractic. I don't know. That's fine. Well, yeah, but then I got into ASMR and I fell asleep. <laughs> it's just, the thing is, I fell asleep three minutes in, but I tried. I tried to look it up. That's the first thing I asked him. I said, have you ever been to a chiropractor? And he said no, and I was like, That's okay. Oh, I've had to, I've definitely had times in my life where I've spent a couple of days hunched over because I did something to my back. Only 8% of the entire population actively seeks chiropractic care. What's the problem? Why don't we, why, why can't I we I think a lot of it is just lack of education. I think it's just that people don't know about us. Most of the time, your primary care doctor, orthos, you know, any type of pain medicine doctors like go to PT, go to PT, go to PT. Um, when... I believe that if you have a really good PT and a really good chiropractor next to each other, you shouldn't be able to tell the difference. The PT should be doing rehab, manual therapy, as well as manipulating people. And the chiro should be doing like manual therapy, like soft tissue work, manipulating and doing killer rehab. So there's a lot of PTs that we know in town that practice pretty much very similarly to the way that we do which is really awesome. But yeah, not a lot of people actively seek chiropractic care. All right. I'm not going to keep you all night, but let oh, me no, go. Right. I want one more road. I really want to go down yeah. with you. And that is entrepreneurship. Oh yeah. I love entrepreneurship and starting a business. So let's talk about that. 
So obviously the decision to become a chiropractor is a, is a big decision. But then there's the decision to go and start your own business as a chiropractor. What kind of options did you have? Could you go join another practice or like what was your career path like? So as a chiropractor, your options are pretty much you become a business owner and you own your own practice or you become an associate okay. and you work for somebody else. Those are kind of the big, the big things. <clears throat> Mike decided when he was still in school that he didn't want to work for anybody. So he said, I'm going to open my own practice. He opened his own practice and kind of the rest was history. So technically when I started, it's not that I opened my own practice. I kind of went and worked with him. So then we owned the practice together and then continued to grow from there. A lot of people I think are really nervous to open their own practice. Totally. It's obviously very scary. I tell people if you want to do it and you can kick it, like dive head first and just don't give up and know that you're going to cry a whole lot. You know, it's <laughs> what like, are the things that make you cry? Like when you first start, when you first start, when like clients, where you're going to get your clients, where right? you're going to get your clients. Yeah. When somebody like doesn't come back, whether it's because they, oh, yeah. they yeah. maybe aren't seeing the value in what you do. Maybe another provider told them to go see somebody else. Maybe money. Maybe they just. Yeah. Fell off the face of the earth. Like you never know. You never know. And you're always like, did I do a bad job? You know, why are they not coming back? And then you don't want to be pushy and be like, hi, is everything okay? Are you okay? So it's just that's stressful. Like money is stressful, especially because we were early in practice and like your student loans become due and our student loan debt is humongous, unfortunately. And because of that, you just don't have enough money and you don't you don't really have the time to get a part-time job to really sustain yourself. Like you just have to kind of push through and hope that it's going to be okay. Yeah. I got lucky. So when I was early in practice, the chiropractic college actually hired me on as a 1099 and I would go do all of their Canadian recruiting. So they would pay me kind of a stipend per day and all of my expenses. And I would travel around Ontario or like go to a couple different places in the Northeast in the US and I would do presentations on why you should be a chiropractor and why you should look at New York Chiropractic College now called Northeast College of Health Sciences maybe (laughs) they just changed their name um but yeah like you know it was stressful and it's like where are you going to get money to do things and how are you going to pay your student loans and how are you going to pay rent and how can you you know, expand your business and continue to grow and all of those things. So how long have you guys had Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic where we are right now? Since March of 2016. Okay. And when we opened here. And, and he, and you, but your husband previously had a different practice, right? Mm-hmm. And so he kind of folded that into this. Yep. And you guys started together. Yep. So you started with a little bit of a customer base yeah, or so client base, I guess. What we did is he started, so he graduated April of 2013 and he started in this tiny little office space um, on Monroe Avenue across the street from the Cheesecake Factory. We were on the garden level of an office building. So you had to go down into pretty much the basement to get to our treatment room. It had a (laughs) shared bathroom, shared waiting room, and we had two treatment rooms. Both had doors from the hallway. So you walked right from the hallway into a treatment room. At the time when he started, he had one treatment room where his table and, you know, equipment and stuff was. And the other room was almost like his office. And then when I graduated We didn't have enough money or a big enough patient base where he could just give me or hand me patients like overflow. So we turned his office into another treatment room. So we did everything out of those two rooms for about 15 months. And we got to the point where we're like, okay, we have to get a little bit more space. Let's see what we can do. So we found this space. And at the time, there was only the two of us. And then we had just hired our very first massage therapist to work part time and like kind of part time front desk. Um, we have how many treatment rooms are here? Seven. There's seven treatment rooms. And at the time we were only using three of them. And that's when we started here. And since then we've grown to have five chiros, three office staff and three massage therapists. And you've got a gym in your basement. And a gym. We have a full gym (laughs) down here too, which we're really, really excited about. We use it with a lot of patients. Our staff uses it as, um, pretty much their own gym. So if anybody doesn't have a gym membership they work out here lauren is in crossfit i don't know if she yes. tells you a couple times <laughs> she a day tells you. <laughs> she, she does works. but she said she wants to start working out in our basement gym too i, I do keep talking about that yes yes he's like oh yeah i forgot you did crossfit she should post no, on instagram didn't. about it once in a while <laughs> i'm to... trying to get him to come oh yeah i'll be great in crossfit I, it's yeah. hard <laughs> it anybody can scale it and actually yeah. nova is very good about helping people scale yeah. Okay. 
good for nobody. Uh, about this, about this joint though. So yes. you guys, you come over. It's you and your husband. Mm-hmm. Now you're up to how many chiropractors? Did five. You say? Five. There's five. Okay. Of us. Do you <clears throat> find them or do they find you? So I actually just was talking to a patient about this this morning. The only person that currently works for us or with us, we like to say with us, not necessarily for us, but the only person that works here that was hired through a job ad is Jen. Okay. And there's right. eleven of us total. Not one other person was hired with a jab ad. It's all just kind of network. It's networking and yeah. how we met people. So yeah. um, our three chiropractors, we met through other healthcare providers um, and other people that we just know from the chiropractic college. Our massage therapist, Alex, we met him at a Rochester marathon and just kind of started talking to him. And we said, you know, we're looking to maybe hire another massage therapist soon. A week later, he shows up and he like is standing in the waiting room. And I'm like, can I help you with something? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm Alex. Like, I met you at the Rochester Marathon last week. I'm like, OK. And he's like, yeah, you said you might want a new massage therapist. He left with a job. We're like, OK, we'll hire you. That's pretty good. Then Andrea, one of my patients, was actually seeing Andrea at another space before we hired her. Nick is our new massage therapist. We've known Nick for probably five years through the CrossFit community because we used to go to the gym that him and his wife went to. So that's how we've known him. Lauren was a patient of ours for years, plus our friend. And then Maria, her best friend was a patient of mine. And that's how we found everybody. Yeah. that I mean, that's great. Like your network, you've cast a wide web, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Culture, <laughs> our work culture is very important to us. And like we want it. How do you do? How do you keep that? Um... I think we do a pretty good job keeping the culture. No, no, no. I just like, I'm hoping that you kind of agree. Like, um, I no, feel you, like you everybody do. communicates really well. I'm working on my communication skills, but we're, we're getting there. So, Give her, let, let you oh. so I came from the retail community where yeah. we churn through a lot of employees, but uh, management staff, you know, working well together is super super important because you rarely overlap communication is huge and everyone has to pick up the slack here or there based on what they're good at so my job here has morphed quite a bit since I first came on I think I've had like four different job titles and responsibility changes um I do it to myself you know once you have an idea then it's yours yeah so you know, I started out very operationally, you know, coming up with some policies and procedures and systems and processes. You know, that's my thing. Yeah. Um, but then once they're done, they're done. Like if I did my job well, then I'm not needed anymore. So I do, you know, marketing and community outreach. But I've also kind of dipped my toe in some HR since I did that a lot in retail. So especially, I mean, like Sarah said, they only had the three of them when they started. I feel like a bulk of the employees came on in the last two to three years we hired three people four people during the pandemic yeah part of the pandemic yeah yeah so you know that type of growth so quickly they go to school to be chiropractors not hr not finance not you know operations or anything like that so i think innately you know sarah has the qualities she really wants to like maximize everyone's potential and all that (laughs) stuff she's just Never had to do it with multiple people at once. So I've tried to come in and like put in some, you know, team building things. I mean, I think we do things both from like a HR management type thing and development, but also like there's fun. We do something every quarter. You know, we went to Radio Social one quarter. We just did rock climbing. You know, everyone also just genuinely likes hanging out together. Which can also make managing them very difficult. So you it know, can be, yeah. It's yeah. really like I know, you know, I've known you a while now, Polly, yeah. and I know like you can get kind of buddy buddy with your staff, and right. then, you know, it's really hard. And it's d- difficult then to have to be like, hey, you know, why didn't the kettle yeah. get cleaned? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll be the hammer today, and you know, but I think we're all just kind of figuring out together, and that's why everybody kind of like wants to work hard. For this practice. I mean, yeah. Mike being out of the office this week, like, really showed how everyone has just, like, rallied together. Like, if that was not the culture, like, it would have fallen apart. And what's happened, what's happened in the last week and how much our staff has given to us in the last week just to help this place survive is huge. Like, we have providers that are staying later than they were supposed to just so that they can cover Mike's patients and 
just doing whatever they possibly can because we're a team. And it sounds so cliche and, no, but it's you true. know, saying that. And we've kind of told everybody from the beginning, like, we want we want everybody to retire together. That's the goal yeah. is we want everybody to stay together. And, you know, in 30 years or 25 years or whatever, it'll be all of us in the end, which is the goal. And like Alex, when he started with us as our massage therapist, he's been with us for over four years now. And he's into his second year of chiropractic college because he worked for us for two and a half years and was like, I think I want to be a chiropractor. So he's eventually going to be a chiropractor and he's going to be here with us as a chiro. Is that normal for chiropractic? chiropractor offices to also have massage therapists on staff or is that something cool you do some there is some practices in town that do have it yeah we decided to do it because we think it's a really good yeah complimentary care option totally um a lot of our patients utilize massage therapy and sometimes we have patients that come in that just need tissue work done you know maybe they don't need to be adjusted maybe they don't need a ton of rehab they're just so tight and tense or whatever it is and to be honest me spending an hour or 30 minutes doing soft tissue on a patient is just not where I want to be like it's not my favorite part of my job I would rather do like the diagnosing and the adjusting and the rehab and things like that. So is there is there overlap at all in what you do and what they do yeah. or there is some yep. overlap? There's definitely some overlap. As a massage therapist, you can't diagnose. So you can kind of say, you know, this is what I think's going on, but I want you to go see one of our chiropractors or back to your primary care doctor to get a true diagnosis of some sort. Yeah. So a lot of times what happens is the patient will come to us and we'll diagnose what's going on and we'll say, "Hey, we want you to go see one of our massage therapists." And then we'll have the conversation with the massage therapist and say, hey, this is what we'd like you to work on. This is what we're seeing. You know, let me yeah. know what you see. And then we co-manage the case together. And I swear, I swear we're right. No, 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 you're fine. I'm in no rush. But the, the massage, the the okay, so the, the popular places, right? The Del Montes of the mm-hmm. world. You can go there and I know that their massage therapists do great jobs and they do deep tissues and all that stuff. But like sometimes, you know, chumps like me just go for like the relaxing whatever massage. You don't get that in here too often. I was just going to ask that. So so this is a different thing, right? This is a, a truly therapeutic massage. Yep. And and again, this is, I, they're massage therapists. I'm sure they're amazing and they can do therapeutic massages. But sometimes people are just signing up to go relax, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. But that's not, we don't do that here. You, if somebody came in and said, I would just like a relaxing massage today, all of our massage therapists will do it. They have okay. no no problem doing that. We don't turn people away for that by any means. But the majority of people coming in know that they're coming in here because they want to feel better. Um, like you said earlier, we just painted the office and I'm thinking about like decorations and like kind of some things we can put up on the walls. And I found this wall decal thing that says relax. And I thought it would be funny to put it in the <laughs> massage room. More of an ironic thing because nobody I'm pretty sure relaxes in that room and everybody just like swears and wants to throw up. Um, so I thought it would be funny. So I've asked everybody, I was like, is that funny or ironic? And they're like, you should do it. <laughs> so I'm thinking about putting this hilarious like relax thing in there. Considering how many times Alex tells me to relax during a massage i think you know it could be appropriate yeah what uh, what keeps you up at night as a business owner what's the stress so anytime one of our staff members is like hey can i talk to you about something i'm like are you gonna quit right oh my <laughs> so god so i bet you it would be that <laughs> wait can i tell you actually can i tell you i don't even know if i should this is oh by the way this is probably our christmas episode i should say that's fine because i have one this sunday already and then this will be the following sunday that's fine. which will be right before christmas right perfect um but i want to tell you i had an employee this week one of my one of my favorite people come to me and quit oh no yes and he was getting a lot more money it's a long story whatever but a place basically offered him more money i offered him more money too and but you know it is what it is and he shared with me some stuff about what he really likes doing and this job is a, a job that is deliveries and before this he all, all his jobs were all driving jobs he always drove this is the first time he's ever not been a driver and he's like i just miss driving you know mm-hmm. but oh my god but i know what you mean but i i feel when like he said can we talk? I went, oh no. It felt like I was 17 again and Ashley Chickatelli was about to break up with me. <laughs> like it felt like that, you know? Like, yes, like I kind of, no. I feel like that keeps me up at night. Like I, I just want to make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. You know, I just want to make sure that all of our staff are happy and I want to make sure that nobody's, it's kind of been the same since I was like probably in high school. I was like, Is that, are you mad at me? Is everything yeah. okay? Are you mad at me? Yeah, but okay, but hold on a second though. But hold on a second though. But, you know, we want to make everybody happy, but what happens when you do have to come in and be and be hammer dropper? I mean, it has to happen, right? I think the majority, I think everybody's also scared of me. The angry Canadian like, comes out. I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I think that's why I wouldn't be a very great employee sometimes because I'm, 
You can I'm, flip it. Yeah, I'm, can, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a little aggressive. Um, I am not scared of confrontation. Like, if you did something wrong, I'm 100% going to tell you you did something wrong. Yeah. Um, so how does I'm that... I'm working on doing that appropriately in, a, like, a nice voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how does that work with the also, I hope that they're not mad at me? It's, they it's can, hard. They can battle each other a little, yes, right? it's really yeah. hard. So I think that's where, like, my boundaries are coming in, and I'm trying to really figure all of that out um but yeah it's hard it's kind of like yeah the flip of a coin sometimes and you're like okay yeah. what's today going to be like how am i going to feel about x and yeah i feel like as we've gotten further into practice there's less that keeps me up at night and i'm just you know happy to do what i'm doing and i'm happy to know that our office is doing well and we're doing well and all of our staff are doing well everybody's healthy what's the next step what's your next um, growth step so the goal would be, um, sorry, that's the dryer that's buzzing okay. over there. Um, the next goal is going to be to pretty much outfit this space for as long as we can and really just like use every square inch of it and then hopefully expand. Um, we would really like to have like a bigger wellness facility and really grow our massage therapy side of the practice. Um as for chiropractors, like we have five right now. We'll have six when Alex has done school and a year and a half, two years or so. Um, so we're probably not going to bring on any other chiropractors in the meantime, just keeping the ones we have busy unless we really, really, really need to. Um, but yeah, just like big wellness space. Cool. We would. Um, we brought a PT in, so he's going to be, he's renting some space from us here. Um, but we would love to have like bigger PT presence. So yeah, just sure. like continuing to grow the practice and great yeah well thank you for doing this no thank you it's been a lot of fun um we didn't even talk about the fact that i know your neighbor you ellie. know it. you know ellie yeah so <laughs> what? she's she's letting she already told me that i could tell you this okay um so she's a patient of mike's okay um technically i'm only allowed to tell you that because she told me i was yeah, allowed yeah. to um but her and her what's her social security number I'm, i've always wondered. i don't know that <laughs> they invited us over for dinner <laughs> Get out of here, really? Yeah, so we had dinner at their house, and she told me that, like, her oven, she didn't have her new oven, and she was, like, cooking pizza at Wait, your house. Wait, that was that night? No, it wasn't that night. Oh, no, okay, we didn't right. have the pizza that okay. night. But we went over in the summer, and she, like, made traditional, like, Spanish food. Like, it was awesome. Paella? No, did what she did do? she make? No, she made us, like, lamb yeah. and... I don't know, a bunch of and, other and stuff. And Javier brought out all the freaking expensive wine yeah. and shit. Yeah, and Mike doesn't even drink wine. And Mike was like, this is good wine. I and was he's like, like pairing it with stuff. Yeah, Javier was great. He was pairing it with all the things. We had white wine and we had red wine and it was awesome. But yeah, yeah. we know Ellie. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. Oh my God, it's a small world. Yeah. Well, well, next time you go hang out with Ellie, come on and say hi. We will. Uh, do you change diapers? Because my three-year-old, I'll just put you in charge. You no. can just, no? Mike's really good with kids, though. Okay. He's really good with kids. I don't know if he's ever changed a diaper, but Have him come him. over and we'll just put him in charge for a diapers? few hours. I know very well how to change diapers. I know how. Mm. It's not my, you know, I, I don't love much, it. the much older sister to two mm. siblings, and mm. there was a lot of that I was put to work. <laughs> we're potty training right now at our house. Uh, oh, we're fun. doing a really good job with number one. Number two, we're still a little intimidated by. It's happened a couple of times. Well, there you go. Well, I, it turns out my wife told me I was a crappy dad because I because he got away well kind of she told me kind of not like you know he basically he went on his own and did it in the toilet one time and like I, did, I wasn't really paying attention when it happened and you know and I told her I was like he did he pooped in the toilet he pooped in the toilet she's like great what was it like tell me everything I was like I was in the other room and but, he just went <laughs> but I think that but you know how little kids can be like he doesn't he probably did that purposely he snuck away on purpose because he's you know what i mean with a little kid like they'll run away and go in the corner when they have to poop and then you go in the other corner you'll go in there and they'll be like no 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 go away go away <laughs> so i think i helped but anyway maybe i'll edit this <laughs> part out. it's a great story i like it's it wonderful story it's perfect all right thank you very much you're very welcome <laughs>